Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus. I'm Tess Taylor. My guests are today here from Lakes Area Restorative Justice Project. With me is the Executive Director, Brian Andrews, and also the Board Chair, uh, Steve Berg. Gentlemen, welcome to Community Focus. Thank you very much. Here Here to talk about, well, kind of, first of all, the program itself. Maybe some folks are not familiar with what Lakes Area Restorative Justice Project is all about. And uh, maybe, Brian, we'll start with you. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, first off, we're a community-oriented program. Uh, We're a diversion program from the justice system. So we take referrals from uh, county attorney's department, uh, police departments in all of Crow Wing County, and the sheriff's department. Mm -hmm. We also work closely with the school resource officers that can also direct refer cases to us. And uh, after after reviewing the case and making sure that it's a good fit, uh, we'll reach out to the person that caused the harm, along with the person person or persons that were harmed. And and they it's a voluntary process. They have to have buy-in. They have to be willing to take accountability. Mm-hmm. And and really uh, upfront, just expressing the opportunity that's in front of them right now. Absolutely. Uh, court system's always going to be available if they want to choose that. <laughs> uh, but this is an opportunity to uh, uh, for us to invest in them and for them to invest in themselves as well. Okay. Now, when we talk about this, I know it's always we've always kind of referred to youth, but we'll say there might be a little change coming to that in a bit. But this is a great way to keep uh, kids and youth out of the court system and try to give them a different diversion. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, uh, generally, uh, uh, we once we re- review the cases and move forward with it, we have several different practices that we use. Okay. could be uh, restorative group conferencing, which is our main, uh, kind of our main system, mm-hmm. uh, also restorative circles, and restorative theft panels. Okay. And so the uh, conferences is, is ran by two facilitators, which are volunteers, the meat of our, of our program. Sure. And uh, uh, then we also invite in community members. We invite in uh, uh, law enforcement and any any supporting people that are that are maybe involved or directly impacted by it, okay. and everybody comes together uh, to discuss what happened, how they were impacted, and what can we do about uh, about w- making this thing right, mm-hmm. and and not just not just about making it right, but how can we take all the pieces of who the individuals are, and use that information to uh, kind of get them pushed in the direction that they want to head. Yeah. We want to learn about their their what they like to do, what what are their what are their talents and strengths, and what are their goals for after school, mm-hmm. and then and then when we're completing that uh, uh, reparation agreement, is there an opportunity in our community for them to grow in those areas while oh. while also repairing the harm? Sure. And so it's a great investment for for our entire community. So can you give us an example of what one case might be like? I know we've talked about someone wrecked a fence, they rebuilt the fence, they painted the fence, but it can go deeper than that. Can you paint us a picture of, a, of maybe a good story? Yeah, so uh, the the story that really resonates in my heart and mm-hmm. has really taught me a lot as the executive director, but has also helped me to make some changes as a, in our program, is a young, uh, young, pers- young person living with her grandparent mm-hmm. and had been referred for a fight. And, uh, um, you know, when we first started meeting with them, they started, they started talking about, uh, uh, they identified as their crime. So not, uh, hi, my name's Brian, and, and, and talk about who, who I am, but they talk about, hi, I'm, I'm so-and-so, I'm a, this. So if it was theft, I'm a, oh, I'm a, I'm I'm a, a thief. thief. Uh, and then the next things that came out were their labels that they've heard, so mm-hmm. uh, diagnoses and different things that have been attached, and they've, they've attached them to themselves. So uh, wow. trying to build that safe space in the front to 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 be vulnerable, uh, we realized that maybe it's going to take more than one uh, pre-meeting. Yeah. So we started having the first one, the second one, the third one. And the third one, we started asking them about 
what are some things you like to do? Right. Well, I like the outdoors. I like fishing and hunting. Uh, anything uh, related to that. I like to go shooting with my grandfather. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you What do you want to do when you graduate from high school? Well, I want to join the Navy, and wow. uh, after the Navy, after my time in the Navy, I understand that they will help pay for college. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go to MIT and become an engineer. Wow. And then I'm gonna do that. And I said, you know what? Yes, you will. Yeah. Yes, you will. Yeah. And so we took those pieces of information up to the final conference, mm-hmm. shared that, and and found opportunity in the community, even in the middle of the pandemic, where this young person could serve and grow towards wow. that goal. And mm-hmm. I think that's 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 the big picture there. Absolutely. And I mean, it's just sad to hear that you know they've made mistakes, and then all of a sudden they're labeled, and then they live by that, and that's really sad. Yeah. It's been ingrained, but. Okay. All right. Well, that's good to know for sure. Good story. Um, and then also we want to talk about, um, you mentioned you have the volunteers that come together with you guys in law enforcement and then also the perpetrator, but uh, you need some folks to do the volunteering and you train for that. Yes. Yes, we do. We, so we have multiple roles, uh, uh, volunteer roles in our, in our organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, the board role, uh, we have the trained facilitator role, which is really an extensive three-day training. Okay. And then there's a community member role, which is is less extensive, but probably one of the most valuable roles that we have. Okay. And so we do have the community member training coming up uh, March 19th, and it's going to be held at the Northland Arboretum, uh, another great organization in town that yeah. <laughs> that we love to collaborate <laughs> with. Yep. Uh, and, uh, and from one to three. So, uh, and what you're going to learn there is just uh, more about our program, uh, processes, uh, the impact, uh, just really try to silence some of those um, uh, unknowns and maybe uh, misbeliefs about what restorative justice is and isn't. And okay. uh, and then at the same time, uh, if if afterwards you want to become one of our volunteers, then right at that moment we'll get you signed up and we'll get you plugged in. And our goal is to really just capture different pieces from the whole community. Sure. There's a there's a seat at our table mm-hmm. for everyone. I love that. Yep, little piece from every every entity of the community. Um for this training, is there a cost to attend? No, no, okay. there is no cost. We are we're gratefully funded by our community, uh civic organizations, uh different uh foundations like really just really supported. So they're also supporting uh, these trainings as well. Love that. Okay. So again, you said that is March 19th and it's held from one to three at the Northland Arboretum if you're interested in that training. And if people are thinking this sounds like something I would really want to do, what kind of a time commitment, if they do say, yes, I want to volunteer, what kind of a time commitment would they be looking at or does it very greatly. Yeah, so that's the best part about the community member role is that it's it's very limited in the amount of time that it, it takes up. Okay. So uh, you'll be added to a list in uh, when there's certain types of cases, wh- because one of the things, let me back up, one of the things we want to know is is the why. So the, everyone that's a part of our program has a why. Mm-hmm. And so when we, when we discover that uh, and we get to see a little bit through their lens, we understand that uh, the reason they want to be a part of it is because of some type of experience in their life. Sure. And so we try to align them with those different types of cases that come through our program. Okay. So when they do... We'll call them up and ask them if they're available to be the community member on such and such date, which mm-hmm. is uh, for the final conference, which is an hour, hour and a half long. Okay. If they say yes, great. If they say no, we will move to the next, next. one. Next, okay. <laughs> yeah. So really, <laughs> it's it's 
uh, it's it's an opportunity to uh, to really just kind of step into a serving role in a community mm-hmm. without without the major time time restriction. That's amazing. Yeah, that's great. What a what a cool program. And you talked about as one of the things you have a great board that uh, you're working with. <laughs> yeah. and, yes, we do. And that is where Steve steps in. He is the board chair for the Lakes Area Restorative Justice Program. And Steve, tell us about uh, your role, the board, and maybe some of your goals. Sure. Um, We require that we really have an active board. And about three years ago, we started working closely with the Initiative Foundation Mm -hmm. on a lot of training and specifically training about how do you have an active and engaged board. Um, The board itself consists of 10 members. And throughout, I'd say, the last two years, Brian, what we've done is we have pinpointed areas of need or specialized knowledge within that board. So we do have varied backgrounds on there. We have people from the education area. Mm -hmm. We have people from criminal justice, as you referred to earlier. We have law enforcement representation. And then we have uh, people with business backgrounds and also with fundraising um, backgrounds because we do do a lot of grant writing as well. Mm -hmm. I guess most importantly, what our board is all about is making sure that we are supporting Brian, our executive director, our staff, and our facilitators. And we look out, we're looking out at that long-term range for where this um, nonprofit needs to be, wants to be within the community. Mm -hmm. And um, every fall, or every two years, every fall, we do a retreat, and that's where we set the strategic plan. Ah, okay. Okay. Excellent. And let's talk more about the program, too. You know, once and we've had um, folks from Lakes Area Restorative Justice in before um, talking about recidivism rates and how that looks or maybe doesn't look. I mean, what's the success of the program? Do you have statistics or? Yeah, we do. Okay. So um, for years now, uh, even before I came on board, mm-hmm. um, our recidivism levels have been below 15 percent. And so uh, we are able to track that with the help of the county attorney. Um, just by, uh, we report all the cases that come through our program, whether the director for all or the ones from their office. Mm-hmm. And so they'll run a check to see if there's a, any reoffenses with any of the names that we s- submit. Okay. And so we've we've been tracking it for a couple of years. We've been in that 13.5 percent range. Oh, wow. And but I always say uh, below 15 percent. That's kind of a good number to look yeah, at. Yeah, sure. Uh, when we're looking at the uh, national average for you know criminal justice system, and it not this is not a slam against it, mm-hmm. uh, but it's in that 67 up into the 80 percent range for oh, wow. recidivism mm-hmm. and 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 the process that we have is an opportunity to 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 pull off some of the weight for the criminal justice system probation department oh, social courts service. and everything <laughs> yes. yeah Just yeah and, yep. and really uh, again it goes back to helping these people that come through our program really see who they are, help mm-hmm. them to identify who they are and where they want to go, just like right. what program's trying to do, just like the board is trying to do, yeah. and then really helping them get there. Excellent. And um, Steve, I should have asked you, too, what brought you to to Lakes or Area Restorative Justice? What, what was the pull for you? It's a unique situation. I actually retired up here to the Lakes area about you know, coming up on four years ago. Okay. And I worked for a major corporation down in St. Paul, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And they have a program for retirees that actually pays the nonprofit for their retirees to get involved and volunteer. Really? Yes. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. 
Okay, good for you. <laughs> I mean, he, he's been a real benefit to I our I was going to say, and I'm yeah. guessing that may not be everybody's case. But <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. I love it. All right. We kind of hinted toward this earlier, uh, Brian, but um, normally when you've been in in the past, at least with us, we've been talking about youth and keeping youth, you know, and doing this with youth. But you said there might be a little change coming. What's going on there? Well, actually, the change is. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So Here. I want to just back it up because, uh, you know, we, the board set set the strategic plan. And and then I get to we lay out a roadmap. And okay. part of that roadmap mm-hmm. is looking for ways that we can, like we said, expand our program and grow our impact. Well, okay. uh, the president and the governor last year declared April Second Chance Month. Oh. And that inspires me because I have a personal experience with Second Chances. Okay. <laughs> and so uh, I started really digging in. And, and we've always talked about the brain development and the science behind mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And when is, when, is the, when is it able to make good decisions, you know, in that yeah. age bracket is that 25, 26 in that area or sometimes even later. Okay. Well, with that information and being inspired by uh, the declaration of the Second Chance Month, uh, we went to the county attorney and said we would like to expand into young adults. And he's like, I don't have any problem with that. Mm-hmm. So we, we started rallying all the different people together and, and talking with the city attorneys. And it's in a pilot phase right now, but we are serving a young adult population now uh, from 19 up to 26 years old. And, wow. Uh, it's going mm-hmm. really well. we got a specific uh, group of facilitators that are working on those cases and, okay. and just really watching the different things to make sure that it's, it's going to be successful. That's amazing. Yeah. That's good news. Yeah. And I bet you there's a lot of folks out there who will be grateful for that second chance <laughs> and the, the expansion. Yeah, of the the uh, young adults that have been through so far are just like, <laughs> like super happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we all... People make mistakes. Oh, yeah. And, and this is an opportunity for them to make that mistake right. Excellent. Well, it's, it's a fantastic program. There's no doubt about that. If some of our listeners uh, are not able to do the volunteering and, and the, you know, helping that way, can they make monetary donations to the program to help you out? Yeah, we always we are always welcoming donations. It's time, talent, or treasure, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, <laughs> um, we, we couldn't do what we do without any of those. And, and so financial support is a big part of what we do. So if uh, people want to make a donation, they can make that donation on our website, www.lerjp.org, mm-hmm. or they can write a check out and send it into our office at 521 Charles Street, Brainerd, okay. Minnesota, Suite 102. Easy. And, um, and, and you're and, considered a nonprofit, yep, is that yep, correct? Yep, yep. Okay. Yep. We are a 501c3, mm-hmm. and uh, we welcome anyone to come into the office and visit, donate, or volunteer. Awesome. Wonderful. All right. Well, gentlemen, is there anything else that we should know about the Lakes Area Restorative Justice Program before we let you go today? One quick comment. Sure. Um, uh, the board and Brian, we're now having discussions that um, we know that we are a diversion program, mm-hmm. but we also want to find ways now that we can help support preventative measures as well yeah. here in the community. Yep. And I think, Brian, you probably work with some of those already, and maybe you could comment. Yeah, so uh, um, uh, before coming on to LERJP, I've been doing work in the uh, middle school. Uh, one of the middle school teachers there has been uh, always looking for ways to uh, outside the box to help with preventative measures. Love that. And going in and just sharing experience, strength, and hope to these young people. Mm-hmm. And in the last couple times that we've been in there I, I, and seeing the alignment, the parallel with our organization and other community partners, uh, the need is it's greater than ever. Oh, and, yeah. We uh, keep hearing about that, too. Just 
some situations. Yeah, and so yeah. Uh, actually today I get to go up with uh, Social Services, Car Griffin, and we're going to be uh, meeting with uh, um, the Pequot Lake School District and just really just trying to find ways that we can uh, just help help with the with the youth right now because mm-hmm. there's like i said there's a great need yeah so we want to be there for them absolutely and after the past couple of years the struggle is probably a little bit deeper i'm guessing so. yeah it is very mm-hmm. much a bunch of different fronts there all sure. right well gentlemen i want to thank you for being here and i know we can uh, refer people to your website larjp.org for more information on the things that we've talked about and others and again if you are interested in being a part of that uh, the volunteer crew they will be doing that training on uh March 19th, which looks to be a Saturday, right? Yeah. Uh, from 1 until 3 at the Northland Arboretum in Brainerd. And again, more information on that too at larjp.org. Gentlemen, thank you so much for taking time to be here and thank you so much for what you do. Thank you very thank much. You. We appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Guests here today from the Lakes Area Restorative Justice Project, Executive Director Brian Andrews and Board Chair Steve Berg. I'm Tess Taylor. That's today's edition of Community Focus. And don't forget that you can always listen to Community Focus on our website. 1067wjjy.com. And you can also pull it um, up through our downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.